0: Welcome to Time to Talk with Tyler. I am your host Tyler Grossman here on Sports Around the World. Um today we're since it is the divisional round starting. Since the divisional round is starting today, we're gonna get into a lot of that. We're gonna get into Jason Garrett's um, coaching. Um, um we're gonna get into some LSU Clemson preview, um, some NHL news um from some moves that we have made and we're gonna get into a little bit about the NBA's All-Star voting so far, but let's get right into it with the with talking about the game, first game today, which is the Texans hosting the Bills today in an AFC Wild Card round matchup in the 2020 NFL playoffs. The Texans sat several key starters last week in their loss to Tennessee, um, even though they had nothing in Clay. Play for since they'd already clinched the AFC South for their fourth time in five years. Deshaun Watson, who led Houston to a ten-six mark this season, um, was one of the stars that sat. Um, they're expected to get J.J. Watt back for today's game. Um, this game um is set to kick off at four thirty-five at NRG Stadium in Houston. Um, Houston is a Two and a half point favorite in this game. Um now it is um you can um in my opinion this is probably gonna be the best game of it um of the divisional round. Maybe there's other one other game that I'll talk about that might be better, but um this one um this one's probably the best. Um Houston now has mega, two megastars on both sides of the one megastar on both sides of the ball. On defense, since they're getting JJ Watt back today, um, they uh, will—he will be back on the defensive side, hoping to get that defense back. Um, since since this terrible past season, um, I think that this game will go to the well for the offensive side. I think that um, well, their superstar is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think that this game will go to Houston. Um, I think they're. I think their defense will do enough um, with Watt back there. Um, though I do think it will come down to a close game. Um, with some intel on the game, um, if you listen to some of our other shows, also <clears throat> they will have they are talking about this game very heavily. Um, but yeah, this game is on CBS. Um, the two AFC games are today. So, the other game that we're going to get into right now is Patriots versus the Titans. So, in Patriots versus Titans, there's, there's three keys for the Patriots. First is, they need to limit Derrick Henry. T- they know Tannehill enough that I think they know that they can um, stop him. They need to limit Derrick Henry since he enters this game winning seven of their last ten matchups since Ryan Tannehill took over. And although Tannehill has been certainly been the player most responsible for Tennessee's late season running run their running back, Henry is their hottest player. The Alabama man, um, Heisman winner, um, came out of college um with very high hopes. Um, he didn't really prove many of them in his first couple seasons. But um I think since he um I think that his um I think this year has been really been his breakout year. Um, second thing is they need to establish the run to open up the passing game for Tom Brady. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, Tom Brady only thrown 4,057 yards this year, um, 373 for 613, which is barely more than 50%. Um, it's a little more than 50%. Um, 24 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. That's the most in a long time for Tom Brady. Um, Going into this game, um, I think that they are going to need to get their offense going fast. They can't get off to a slow start. Oh. And then for the, my third key for the Patriots to win this one, <coughs> sorry about that, is they need to utilize their experience and mental toughness. They have played they have won six Super Bowls in the Brady Belichick area. Error last season, they won the Super Bowl in the season before they lost. So they need to use their experience to outsmart and outplay and knock it to ahead of themselves in this game. Um, it's quite simple, despite the glaring efficiency of their offense. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. New England still sits at twelve and four. With this one playoff game being at home. But, um, yeah, um, so that's gonna be it. So, um, Bill Belichick, um, said that, um, he wouldn't say that, say, um, that any of the playoff preparations for the Titans would be, but, um, he did say, Sorry. He what he did say though about the Titans ahead of the playoffs is he, it's has done everything. Raybol has been able has done everything um needed. Raybol has done everything and distanced himself from New England, and where he won his three Super Bowls as a player. Um. <clears throat> some of the key players that some other for um Tennessee um I think their strategy needs to be they need to set up some play action plays using Derrick Henry to set up some play action plays to get AJ Brown to break free. Um AJ Brown's been having a great season so far. Um I think they need to utilize him. Then on the defensive side of the ball, they need they can't let the Patriots get any big pick any big plays. Um they need to hold them to only a few points because the Patriots defense will then win if they cannot. Uh, and they also need to utilize against the Patriots defense. Um, so that's all I have to say about that game. So now moving on to the Sunday games. Um, <clears throat> the first one is Philadelphia versus Seattle as the 440 game. Um, Wilson has been under extreme duress. In four weeks, facing pressure on 39% of his dropbacks. While facing the heat in this in that span, he's only completed 39% of his passes and owns a 49.3 QB rating. Wilson um, ha- has struggled against pressure in previous to that stretch. But as things have fallen apart around him, sorry, he's been good around the pressure. But um, since stuff that has fallen around him, he will not. He has been he's struggling more. Um, with Marshawn Lynch being back, um, they need to hope to get some big carries with him. Brandon Thorne ranked the Seahawks' offensive line 12th out of 12 units headed into the playoffs in this pre in his preview for establish the run. Hunt's present quote: Hunt's presence. At the pivot has thrown a wrench in the team's construction of the offensive line. And his inability to anchor versus power rushes has damaged the integrity of the pocket. <clears throat> George Fant is a dramatic downgrade from Brown with... And yeah, that the quote, that is it for that one, for that quote. Um, I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to come out of this one with a, a big win, but... I think it might be tough. So now to the last game. Um, the last time you may remember when the Saints played the Vikings. Um, it's a rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle when the Saints host the Vikings in an NFC wildcard matchup on Sunday. The last time the teams met in the playoffs two seasons ago, Stefan Diggs, he looted a tackle and broke free for a 61-yard touchdown. On the last play of the game, for 29-24 minutes of Vikings victory. New Orleans comes into Sunday's game <clears throat> as the NFC champion at 13-3. while the Vikings have lost two to drop, has lost the last two to drop to 10-6. Kickoff is set for 105 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. New Orleans is a seven and a half point favorite, <clears throat> which is fairly which is the largest of the games. <clears throat> Um, I think that the Saints team is too strong—the passing game and the running game—and at, at the quarterback position, they have a better quarterback, a better best receiver, and they probably have a better best running back, better running back in Alvin Kamara. Um, and I think that their team is just too strong, and I don't think they'll let them let the let the um, Saints stop people. The Vikings won't be able to stop the Saints. So now, moving on to Jason Garrett has been in a bit of a confusing situation for the fans. First, ESPN's Ed Warner came out with a statement saying that Garrett will be fired and will not be part of the team next season. Um, Garrett, um, now Ed Warner of ESPN, has reported that he has been campaigning to remain as the head coach in Dallas. At one point during the past week, it seemed like that the Cowboys were exploring ways to keep Garrett around. Then when Warner made his report, the Cowboys were expected soon to move on from Garrett, becoming a big splash on ESPN, that the Cowboys have decided to fire him, and in a sense returned to when, not if. In my opinion, I don't think he deserves a firing, but I do think that he should get at least... Actually, in my opinion, I do think that he should be fired, but... um. I see how people have points for him not to. Um he has a winning record in Dallas and he hasn't had that bad of a season though with the people they put him with, um, with Zeke and Prescott and uh, and he had Des Bryant for a while and Tony Roma. Um he's only won two playoff games and he's never made it past the divisional round. So, um I really don't think that he is going to um, be, I don't think he should be able to stay around with the team, but um, I think that the Cowboys would like to keep Garrett with them, but um, he has had a winning record Um, this season. He went nine, and he went eight and eight, but um, he hasn't had any and he's been he's been put in positions to win like in the game um he's not been able to manage the clock or anything um and he's missed the playoffs for this this season. he missed the playoffs for the sixth time in nine full seasons as a head coach um so that's my opinion on Jason Garrett but moving on to some NHL news um um has agreed with terms to play with the Canadians, but he won't play against the Penguins. Um, He has got a two-way contract and was a free agent after being waived by the Kings. Um, Ilya Kovalevichuk agreed to terms on a one-year, two-way contract with the Montreal Canadiens on Friday. The contract is worth $700,000 at the NHL level and $70,000 at the ahl hockey level american hockey league hockey level which is the minor league division um he will not be in the lineups with the canadians when they host pittsburgh on saturday um he knows it is his last chance uh, the canadians general manager mark beg bergervin said we have nothing to lose we'll see where he's at where his game is and we'll decide um, it's going to be up with to, to him. Um, right now Montreal is 18, 17, and six. so they have they don't they're gonna lose a lot to play for as we head down the stretch if they can't get on the street. So they're hoping to sign something that can put them back up. Um, the 36 year old forward had nine points in his 17 games with LA this season. Um, he's a healthy scratch in his final eighteen games before he was placed on unconditional waivers on December eighteenth, and his contract was terminated. He was a motivated player, said Bert Bergvin. Said, um, listen, you have different degrees of risk. You have a high risk, medium risk, and to no risk. Um, Kachovachuk here to Montreal. There's no risk. He's motivated. He had a training camp. I think at the start of the season. His first six or seven games, he was one of the Kings' leading scorers. Long term, short term, it's not going to hurt anybody. It might work, it might not work, but it's going to be up to Kovi, um, as Kachovachuk. Um Just in some other NHL news, um, the there um, a couple of trades were made by um, the Buffalo Sabers, and a couple moves were. Um, made, um, Detroit, um, got one player and, um, moved another player, um, Buffalo, um, was able to sign Dalton Smith, and then that was on the 30th of December, and then on January 2nd, they traded Mark, defenseman Marcus Sk- Gandela to the Montreal Canadiens for fourth round draft pick, and they acquired Michael Ful- Frolik from the Calgary Flames for Montreal's fourth round draft pick. Um, so those were for the Sabers. Um, some other NHL news that happened. Well, not NHL news, but hockey related news. Um, the World Juniors is coming to a close, so we're. I'm just so. For an update on the standings, um, so in the World Juniors, um, Canada one was able to, well, they're going to win, um, they're most likely going to win. There's almost new, no chance that they don't, um, but, um, so there's basically no chance that they don't win, um, after so far being undefeated, um. After they beat USA 6-4, they've beaten, um, they've been able, they actually lost to Russia 6-0. But um, that game now, um, but they still lead. um, First, those are two, that's their two big games. They also blanked Finland. They also blanked Finland um, for team comparison. Um, the Canadians have had been 44 percent on the power play and 76 at penalty killing um they've had they've had um the for their um, scoring efficiency it's 14 percent um so and then some of their other games um, were their other games were they were able to, well, they have one game left, which is versus Russia. Well, for no, sorry, that's women's. Um, they have one more game, and that game is the finals, where they will be taking on Russia. Um, but it's the finals, so I'm going to take you through how the juniors have gone so far. So the teams that ended up in the relegation were Germany and Kazakhstan. Um, Germany won the first game, Kazakhstan won the second game. The final game is tomorrow. January 5th, Sunday. Um, then in the quarterfinals, which took place on January 2nd, Russia beat Switzerland 3 1, Canada beat Slovakia 6 1, Finland beat USA 1 0, Sweden beat Czech Republic 5 0. Then for the semifinals, January 4th, Russia beat Sweden in overtime, um, and Canada beat Finland 5 0, 5 0. And then in the medal games, Sweden will be taking on Finland at 9 a.m. on NHL Network and then for the gold game it'll be Russia versus Canada at 1 p.m. on NHL Network. So now we're gonna move on to some of uh, preview a little preview about the college football playoff so far. So for the East Front Court is um Giannis Antetokounmpo leads the way with 1 million seventy three thousand three hundred and fifty-eight votes. Second is Philly center Joel Embiid, then Pascal Siakam, then Jimmy Butler, then Jason Tatum, and then Jason Tatum's t- teammate, the big man Taco Fall, comes in in third place at one that one that one hundred and ten thousand two hundred sixty-nine votes. Then seven is Bam Adebayo of Miami. Then Gordon Hayward, the other Celtics teammate, comes in in eighth, and then Andre Drummond ninth, and then Demonis Sabonis rounds out in tenth. Um, Taco falls only played eleven minutes with the Celtics this year, but um, I think he's been highly voted because of his height. Then for guards, um, Trey Young leads the way for um the East. And Kyrie Irving follows in second, then Kemba Walker, then Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, there has been for the, the Celtics whole entire starting lineup has been named except their center, but they have their fifth man for center as Taco Fall. So they might all play together at some point if they do all get voted. No, Gordon Hayward's been hurt most of the season, so questionable if he does get in. Then for the Western Conference, their front court, LeBron James, Anthony Davis lead one and two, then three and four um is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So La- Los Angeles leads the first four um Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers, Clippers, Clippers, then Carl Anthony Townsend, fifth, Brzezingas in sixth, Jokic and seventh. Carmelo, in eighth. Yes, that's right. Carmelo Anthony has been named number eight, then Brandon Ingram nine, Dwight Howard ten. Yes, Dwight Howard's also been named. So that is why the fa- that is the fan vote <laughs> works. Um, you get some crazy names in there. Not that any of those players are bad. I mean, not that Taco Fall is great. Then for guards, Luka Doncic is number one. Then James with the s- tied for the most amount. Actually, lead, leading the most amount of votes by just a few hundred over um, Giannis and Kumpo. Then two is James Harden. Then Damian Lillard. Then Seth Curry, even though he's been hurt most of the season. Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell, Donovan Mitchell, Alex Caruso of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, a surpri- That's the big surprise one. Um, I think it's just for the funniness of it. Um, then Devin Booker and John Morant rounds out that. Um, even if guys like Caruso and Fall earn more than a million fan votes, they won't get to play in the game. But um, they they should get to because the fans are the people that get to choose it, which is the NBA All-Star Game stinks every year because um, they cause we try and change it, but nothing really satisfies what we want or what the players want. We see LeBron James, Deontay, Kupo dunk all year long in real games, so watching the transition offense against nothing even close resembles, um, resembling defense grows stale quickly. The game is missing on something big. It platforms those who already have platforms, so let Caruso fall in for once. Um, that is, quote, by, um, That is quote by um, SB Nation. That is written by SB Nation. Um, Then, um, what would these teams look like? SB Nation also did what would these teams look like um, if they did Eastern Conference All-Stars. It would be Otobayo, Antin Kumpo, Beal, Butler, Embiid, Lowry, Siakam, Simmons, Walker, and Young. Then for the Western Conference, it would be Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, Paul George, James Harden, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Dame, and Lillard, Carl Anthony Towns, and Russell Westbrook. Then for the retired legends, Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Manu Ginobili, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Shaq, Paul Pierce, and D Wade. Then the meme team would be Caldwell Pope, Caruso, Taco, Tyler, Here, Joe Ingles, Bobon, Myrovich, T.J. McConnell. Javale McGee, Jr. Smith, and Nick Young. So, um, so that is gonna be it for Time to Talk with Tyler. Um, so we're gonna see you next week on Time to Talk with Tyler. Hope you listen to more of our shows on Sports Around the World. Um, Slapshot Jack is one of my favorites. So, see you next week. Bye.